Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 308. The Notorious B.I.G. Hey, Julius. Hello, Albert. <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to refer to, to the Notorious B.I.G. or the song Notorious by Duran Duran. I figured uh, it had to be one of the two. <laughs> one of the two. It's not like there's too many other jokes <laughs> about Notorious. <laughs> Uh yeah, I have I, ever since I got this game, I have not stopped singing that song in my head whenever I think about it. <laughs> like, no, no, notorious, notorious. <laughs> over and over, yeah. So that's that is the title of today's games, listeners. It's notorious. This is a role playing game today. We're talking about a solo role playing game. Um, a slight change from the normal board game discussions here. I don't know. It's a board game, especially on solo. Did, yeah, <laughs> there is no board, but yeah, yeah. I don't think we're so restrictive <laughs> that our games no, we have are to not. have a board. No, we are absolutely not. We have many times covered games without boards. It's it's a components. game. <laughs> yeah, it's a game and it's solo, and that's the yes. only restrictions we have around here. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and it's not a, a video game. And at some point, you know, that line is going to get blurrier and blurrier. So who knows? <laughs> anyway. So yeah, uh, should we jump into the normal list of categories, starting with Let's the summary? Let's Notorious is a game in which you play a bounty hunter. It is a solo journaling RPG. It was done a, in a, was a Kickstarter game during their Zine Quest, which happens. Actually, no, it was not Zine Quest because I think it happened later in the year. But every year they do Zine Quest, which people publish uh, RPG zines, and I thought this was part of it. Anyway, so it started as a zine and ended up being a little bit thicker of a game. You're playing a bounty hunter in a hard scrabble universe. Hard some, uh, scrabble? Yeah. Like they put together yeah, a lot yeah. of words wrong? No, hard scrabble bounty hunting amid intergalactic war. That's the subtitle of the game. I don't know what hard scrabble is. Like scrabble that's very difficult is where they do a lot of words in my scrabble game. <laughs> I think hard scrabble just means a hard, rough life sort of existence. It's a hard, rough life for them. <laughs> now, we're not going to say it's like Star Wars, but if it were like Star Wars, I'd say it's sort of think Boba Fett. Ah. And and uh, the the game does happen to feel a lot like Star Wars, for the record. It is, it is set in a galaxy far, far away somewhere in a different time. And you are playing a bounty hunter, and there are different things that are very Star Wars-y. Like. So that's what the game is. It's a journaling RPG, so you're going to be doing writing or transcribing or thinking about what's going on set style of game or talking to yourself talking to yourself would work too yes <laughs> so then so let's go into the components since it is a rpg your main component is going to be a book which is true for most games this is a small well i don't know it's sort of like eight and a half by five and a half ish sides what is that a uh, figure what that side is called but it's it's one of those smaller books it is a uh, soft cover, but it is spiral bound, which is really nice. So not exactly a zine. Uh, nice color cover with pictures of bounty hunters on it. The the spiral bound is great. It's got art throughout the book and of the different bounty hunters. There's six different bounty hunters on the cover, and they show up throughout the uh, the book. I like the style Wait, of the six? art. It's, yes, there's six different ones. So when you play, you're going to roll a die to pick which bounty hunter you are. The and only reason six. why I ask six is because one of the images associated with it appears to be a cover and appears to have seven bounty hunters on the front. Really? What image are you looking at? I wonder. The 
the official book has six. Maybe maybe there's a different version at some point with seven. I don't know. Let me see. Kickstarter has six. Oh yes, six bounty hunters and a droid, which you're looking at. They're just a servant droid or something, helper droid. Aha. So yeah. So Julius has a picture from inside the book, and if he looks carefully, he'll notice that the six guys from the cover of the book appear on there plus one extra droid. <laughs> Not that this is Star Wars or anything like that. Just coincidence that it also has droids and it's a dark sci-fi setting. You say that like Star Wars is the only thing that is space opera with droids. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. But you know what? This is this is he- honestly, to me, I'm going to say it feels like Star Wars. And I'm, I'm sure it's heavily inspired by it. Unless there's fact, Jedi. I-, I don't know if you can make that assumption. There aren't Jedi, but there is a mystic order. <laughs> Even then, I don't know that you can say the mere space opera thematics of <laughs> Star Wars, but that's all I mean, right. I mean, yeah, how, there's countless universes out there. Um, how many of them have had mystic orders of some kind or another, whether they call them Jedis or something else, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be any one of those. So anyway, so there's your components. It's a rule book. It's, you know, it's not that bad. It's like, what is it, a 72 pages, so it's kind of thick. Um. Nice, like I said, nice art, spiral bound, really nice graphic design. Uh, besides that, that's the only component you're going to get. You have to supply a D6 and some way to keep your track of your game, your journal, whether it's pen and paper or computer or tape recorder, whatever you want to use. A nice fountain ink pen if you're Albert. Yes, that's true. Fountain pen in a notebook. And that's all you need. And your D6 or two. Um... So there's the components. The theme. Okay, the theme definitely comes across. It def- you definitely feel like you're a bounty hunter looking for your go- your target to-, to kill them, and you're coming across and meeting different people and dealing with the situations and exploring and maybe getting into fights in a hard scrabble world. <laughs> so I would say the theme comes across really well. I will never get over the reference to Scrabble and hard. <laughs> I don't. I think that's a real word, Julius. It's a single word. It's on the cover. I mean, don't take my word for it. Google it. I'm doing that. <laughs> oh, bollocks. It's an actual word. Yeah, see that? Hard Scrabble. Probably worth a lot of points. Yeah, hard work. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what hard Scrabble go. is. It just means hard work. Okay. Hard work. There you go. Um... <laughs> So theme rules. Okay, so let's talk about the rules. Um, the the rule book. I like the layout. I liked going through and making the characters. It's really simple. It's it's fun. It's a lot of rolling dice. Um, when you when you go to make the character, you roll dice, and then there's six different types. You're gonna you're gonna roll a number from one to six, and that's gonna tell you which t- style of Andrew or or bounty hunter you have. Let me tell you, just give you an idea what they are. I'll give you their names here. Da, da, da. Where's that page? So you have the nomad, the the assassin, the brute, the scoundrel, the uncanny, which is kind of weird looking guy, and the droid or whatever they call it, the robot. So each of those is associated with one of the robots, one of the bounty hunters in the cover they each have a different style and a different backstory so when you figure out which type you are it's kind of going to give you an idea your personality and whatnot it doesn't determine 
your race automatically. You're also going to roll 2d6 for your race. There's 11 different to pick from. There's a lot of variety. And it, you know, you could be human, insectoid. You could be a fuzzy bear type of creature. You could be um, some weird alien form or insectoid, some flying creature, so on and so forth. There's lots of lots of variety, which I really like. You're gonna you're gonna choose. You're also gonna roll for your your target. You're gonna roll on the same table to find out what race they are and all that, <coughs> and their personality. And then you're going to roll up to see which planet you're on. There's six different planets. There's a water world. There's a frozen world. There's a, a desert world. Again, very Star Wars-like, isn't it? All the same type of worlds that you had in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> or dip, Dune, I mean. Or Dune, maybe, I suppose. Um, when you're gonna When you roll up the world, it's going to tell you which faction controls the world, which faction is contesting it, and which third minor faction exists on it. Each world has a different pair of, set of three. And then you're going to find out which faction, I, I believe you just choose it or you roll it, I don't remember, I guess it doesn't truly matter. But you're going to figure out which faction is then hiring you to go after the bounty. And, and then once you've done all that, you're going to be able to start playing. So the rules guide you through the whole process, everything goes in order pretty well. A couple times you have to jump back and forth. And, and that was really nice. I had trouble with the rules a lot when I was playing. Because when you're playing, I found I was doing a lot of jumping back and forth throughout the book. And and referencing stuff. And I, I wish I had a reference page at the end of the book. I don't know if that's actually possible because there's so much text in it that I do need to read. But there is a lot of jumping back and forth. And I did really find that every time I played it, very annoying. Like, oh man, I, I, I wish this wasn't this way. There's a few times where there's... The first time I played, I completely missed a couple rules because there were so many little things in the setup. And later on when I'm playing, I had to go back and do that. And I had, by that time, I'd forgotten it. So so the first time I played it, and it had to do with how you visit each location on when you go to the, the planet you're on, looking for your bounty. And so when I did that, the game felt a little disjointed and I felt a little unclear of what to do where I was going. And I think a lot of that had to do with having missed one rule. I think that's an easy thing to happen because of the amount of flipping you have to do. I found there's also some rules in here, especially in the beginning, that didn't really seem to get used. Like it told you what they were up front and it gave you information, but they rarely or never came up. Specifically, I'm thinking there's four different actions and it has a nice matrix of the different actions when you could use them. But as I was playing, I rarely actually had a choice. It was pretty obvious which of the actions and how I had to use it came up. So I felt like that section was a little unnecessary. Um, so yeah, the I like the rules, I like the layout, but a little bit hard to go back and forth finding it. Maybe a table of contents would have helped. I don't know. the The fact that it is a spiral bound book does help a lot. It definitely makes flipping and finding the pages easier. I find. Yeah, you know, you open and it just stays flat. You don't have to worry about holding it in one knot and, and losing your pages. You're flipping through the book. I just find that. Find that works. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's the rules. Any questions so far? Not for me. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about the uh, the factions. Just <coughs> a lot of this game is the flavor, I think. And I think it just helps knowing. There's six of them, I said, right? There's the old empire. Um, there's the new uprising. 
right? Again, you got two opposing factions. There's also something called the Targ Cartel. The Targ are an alien race of slug-like creatures that have a control in different drug networks and like to hold, control slaves in their desert planet and stuff. Again, very Star Wars-y there, Julius. <laughs> no, it's not. I've never heard of anything like that in Star Wars. <laughs> never. There's nothing um, like that in Star Wars. There's something called the Red Moon Syndicates, uh, which I believe is also some sort of shady underground organization. The Trade Alliance, and finally the Mystic Order. Those are six different factions. Now, again, when you're playing, you're visiting one of the six planets, and three of those factions will be on this. You only care about three of those. The rest are totally irrelevant. There isn't a whole lot of text describing the factions and the planets. A lot of it is left up to your imagination. Or have you seen any really good uh, sci-fi, you know, space opera movies with nine episodes? You're you're all set. Um, what else? Six planets. Okay, so there we go. That's the that's the rules. This is gonna be a fast episode. I find when I talk about RPGs, they tend to go fast. I don't know if it's, it's probably, just me or what. It's probably because there's a lot less to talk about. That you might sit be down, so. You get into the theme of it. You write stuff. You're done. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there there aren't so many mechanics. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about the mechanics in this game. There aren't too many. Once you've gone through a major character. You get to the third section of the book, and in that, it basically has you... Let me see if there's a quick chart somewhere. It, it's a it's a procedural thing. You're looping through. I didn't even write it down in my notes. You're, you're looping through um, and doing things in order. You're exploring and trying to get to your destination, and then you get to your destination. For the explore phase, you're going to roll for some random encounters. Um, whenever you do that, there's always a chance you encounter one of the pivotal characters. It could be your target, or it could be... Hang on, I should know what these people are called. <laughs> oh. Okay, what was I saying? So when you roll, there's always a chance you're going to encounter a lead. A lead could be either your target or some important character that is getting you closer to that target, right? The, the way it works... Excuse me. You're gonna roll d6. If you roll, uh, um, like I think three, four, five, and six, there's a chance you could meet one of the character, one of those characters, if your notoriety is high enough. If not, you just have a normal event. When you in in the process of having your normal event and playing the game, you'll have encounters and you may do something like kill somebody or, or have a big fight with some character. That sort of thing will raise your notoriety as you play. There's three different attributes. Notoriety is one of them. The other is motivation and favor. Motivation, I think, is the one you could use to reroll your dice, and favor has other benefits. So anyway, you can have your encounter, maybe meet a lead, maybe not, and then you go to your location and have a second encounter in the location. These are all done by rolling on different tables. There's probably something like 12 different tables for all these events, so there's a lot of different things that could happen. Um, each event's going to happen at a different location on your planet as you travel from location to location. You... And once you've done the exploration and the destination, you're going to then go back and do exploration and destination again. You can keep doing that routine over and over, adding to your story, meeting different characters and whatnot. Until you've encountered the lead, the first lead, you have the interaction with the lead, you learn some more of the backstory of your enemy maybe. You keep playing, you encounter a second lead, again, more story development. And finally, the third time you have an encounter like that with the lead, you finally meet the actual target and you have your standoff in some amazing place with dramatic uh, wind and atmosphere all around you and whatnot, and maybe something going on like, I don't know, 
creatures flying around. Just it's very epic, e- epic scene. And you will fight your target and hopefully defeat them. And the game ends at that point, whether you beat or lose them. So it's a very simple game. The mechanics, there's not a whole lot to the mechanics. You're not really using the mechanics a whole lot to try and win or lose things as much as you are to develop your story. This, this really is a game about developing the story a lot. Uh, that's how it plays. How do you win? You win if at the end you're able to kill your, your target. And then you, and then there is a score chart at the end where you add up like your favor, motivation, or notoriety, those different points, to get a score. And it'll tell you how well you did. I kind of never really care about that, honestly. It's really about the, the story that, that evolves that's interesting. What... What is what is it that's the most interesting thing about the story in that case? Just seeing it evolve. It's you know, it's almost like when you're playing a solo RPG, a lot of times it's almost like reading a book. You you have your characters, you're going along with your characters and finding out what's happening to them. And and as the game evolves, you learn new things you didn't realize about before and whatnot. And in this game, as you learn more about the target, you start learning that, oh, there's a reason why the whoever's after him whichever faction is after him wants to kill him and you start learning about those reasons and whatnot and sometimes there's conflicting things where it makes you think oh i really kind of don't feel like i should kill this person because they're actually good or maybe they're more evil whatever and as you play that story it's an interesting story you're uncovering it's really what it is and i I mean this is stuff you're making up you're making it up okay as you go along yeah so you don't know what's going to happen at the beginning all you know is the, the name of the person you're after and and a tiny bit of why at best I mean, it's not like you discovered that this is something here. You just made you made it up that there's something. I made it up based on the prompts that were given to me by the random die rolls of the location, and okay. and yeah, and so it's <coughs> excuse me, it's it's guided in what I'm making up. It's not entirely up to me. I mean, it is and it isn't. But it, a lot of it has to do, based on this place I'm, I'm at, I'm inspired maybe to, to write the scene a certain way or another way. And, and that always that will impact the later scenes down the line, you know. Maybe a character is left to live, and if I had killed that character, I might have changed the way the story came out. That's the sort of thing that might happen in this game. Um, and that's what makes uncovering that story interesting. So... So there's a few things I like about the game, and there's some things I dislike. So I kind of want to go over those next. The the likes, first, I like the bounty hunter theme. I think that's just cool. I've always thought the the whole Boba Fett theme in Star Wars is really neat. I will say, though, I'm not a huge Star Wars person. Uh, I think Julius is frozen. I know I'm about, not frozen. Oh, no, you're not. You're just very still. <laughs> okay, I, I know about Star Wars. I've seen most of the original nine movies. I think I haven't seen the third one in the in the whole set of nine. Or the sixth one, depending on how you're counting. Nope. Yeah, I've seen I'm not the original a Star Wars three. fan anymore. They they've kind of ruined the franchise by, by making it worse over time. So uh, okay, yeah, I wouldn't know. So so I've seen the original three, and I guess a lot of the bounty hunter stuff is in there, but it's also another things like the Mandalorian, and I think some of the Star Wars books have come out. There's books about Boba Fett. I think it really helps knowing a lot of that canon and, and and flavor to have a better sense of how to play. But anyways, I do I do enjoy the bounty hunter idea and the thing. 
Uh, the art. I really enjoy the art. I find it very evocative when I'm playing. Uh, just coming up with the characters and whatnot, I think just, the art is just pleasant. Uh, the graphic design of the book is really good. It's really well done. It's nicely laid out. It's just impressive. I like the variety of bunny hunter archetypes. There's six different ones. All the races you could pick from, the planets, the factions, the, the way that every time you play, you're rolling things up, so it's just going to be different. Um, your bounty hunter may be more aggressive or more mysterious or more quiet, whatever. It just depends on what you roll up and, and what race he is. Same for the target. Same for the planet you're at. That that affects a lot of the story. Is it a frozen world or is it a desert? You know, th Those two different types of worlds affect the story a lot. And the spiral boundiness of the book is just nice. Every book should be spiral bound, maybe. It'd be horrible on my bookshelves, but it'd be great to use them. So the dislikes. Oh, yeah. So the theme. I am a little bit unfamiliar with the theme. So I mentioned I'm not a big Star Wars person, and I've seen the movies. Most of the movies. I don't know that I've seen all the movies. Well, I know I haven't seen all the movies. I know I've seen, like, the... um. Rogue One and all those other stuff lately. I have not seen The Mandalorian. So I I think a lot of the flavor from this, if I'd watch a Mandalorian, I'd have a better sense of what was going on. I felt a little lost sometimes, not being familiar with how how the bounty hunter world or, or idea works, really. Like, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do the first time through. Um, the jumping back and forth in the book was frustrating, and it, it felt excessive. I, I mean... I don't have a solution for it. I don't know how to make it better, honestly. In some cases, having a reference sheet somewhere that I print out would make it easier, and I'd be doing less flipping. But I don't know how many reference sheets I would need to print out for that to really be effective, honestly. <laughs> you need another reference book to reference. Yeah, pretty much. You need two copies at all times, and you'll still be flipping a fair bit here and there. Because you're not flipping the same section every time. You know, Sometimes I'm flipping over to the section on the faction. Sometimes I need to flip over to the section on the planets. Or the different character types, because my enemy is might also be a character, or there may be another bounty hunter that shows up of one of these character types. So I need to reference their weapons and that sort of thing. When you make your character, it tells you which weapons you have and their attributes and all that sort of stuff. So, so is all that flipping? I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. And then finally, the it does end up feeling repetitive because you're doing the same thing over and over and over and developing your story until you get the lead and then the second lead and finally your target. I find that every time I've played, by the end, I'm kind of wishing I would already get an, a third lead role and go on to the target and just finish the story because it's just the same rolling over and over and flipping through the same couple last pages of the book there. Well, that doesn't bode well for wanting to play the game like multiple times. It's a single sitting and playing through the whole story. If I do it in a, in a single scene, it's probably three hours or so. It's not too bad. Um, and if I break it up into parts, it's even better. It's not bad. It's just, I wish it were a little shorter almost. And I don't, I don't even know that that's true. I think the length might be fine. It's just the way it's set up where you're rolling between the two tables over and over and hoping to get a high roll to get that lead. Or maybe it's just my mindset. Maybe my mindset is, oh yeah, my goal is to find the lead so I could advance my story. Maybe my goal is really just to to let the story evolve naturally but i've got myself into that mindset that i need to make progress on it so every time i'm rolling that chart or that table i'm hoping for for a lead so i do find that at least for me it does get repetitive why wait for that to happen so yeah i don't know i've got mixed feelings i like it and i don't like it i think it's a really cool theme i think it's it's the stories i've made have been fun and satisfying 
the process of going back and forth felt tedious, but it isn't really that different from other games. Uh, I mean, most other like journaling games, I think you're flipping a card every turn and adding to the encounter and just flipping a card, flipping a card, flipping a card until your deck runs out. Maybe maybe the difference is that I know when the deck will run out in another game. You know, if, if I have 10 cards or all 52 cards or whatever number I have, I know how it's gonna long it's gonna go exactly with this one. It's the ending is up to the roll of a die, whether it ends or not. So is there any reason to recommend it over any other journaling game? If you if you like the theme, it's great. It's fun. It's interesting. Absolutely. I think if you're into the theme, you'll really enjoy it. If you're not into the theme or just not very familiar with the whole idea of being a bounty hunter in a Star Wars like galaxy, then you you might not enjoy it as much. But you know, it's true with any game, isn't it? Oh yeah, if you don't like war games, you probably aren't going to like a war game. If you love war games, you're probably going to love a war game. <laughs> That's kind of what I just said, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I think it's but a I fine mean, game if you're into the theme, yeah. I mean, I opened myself up for the question because <laughs> I wanted to know what this has to offer versus other things out there um it is so so looking at two other journaling rpgs we've talked about before one would be alone on a journey and another one would be let's pick a third vampire what is the vampire one thousand year vampire thousand year old vampire and then um iron sworn so the first one Alone on a journey, each turn you're just flipping a card and referencing that card on, on a table or two tables to figure out what happens and then coming up with something that happens. That, there is very little game mechanics to influence how things... It's it's really all pretty much all your imagination. This one I probably think would be next in line in complexity. You have a character, you have different attributes. You're going to have gunfights and, and roles trying to convince people to do stuff. So it, it does feel more interactive and you're doing stuff with your character and your attributes are going up and down. You have a little bit of control over what will change. Not too much. But you do have some control sometimes. So you do feel like you're you're evolving a character and telling a story. Then there's Thousand Year Old Vampire. I think that one... Like this one in a way. You, you're rolling each turn on uh, some dice to see which... Well, if your story advances or not. With that one, each turn you roll a d6 into d10. And how is it? You subtract the d10 from the d6, if I remember correctly. Your goal is to eventually get all the way up to the highest number. So you generally advance, but occasionally you step back. And as you're doing that, your your story's evolving and growing. But that one doesn't have attributes the same way. Well, it does have attributes as your memory. I think that one, that one to me feels more complex. I'm not sure it is. And finally, Iron Sworn is it's a very meaty RPG where you have character stats and you're playing and you're making a lot more choices and you're actively actively making choices and rolling attributes and potentially improving some of your skills. It feels more like, say, a D&D type of RPG than the other ones do. So this, this one is somewhere in the middle, is what I'm saying. It's not super heavy. It's not super light. So if you're looking for something in that category, I think this would work. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I mean, I don't have a particular opinion on it, as I think you probably you know know about. Yes. <laughs> yes, journaling RPGs not necessarily for Julius. At least he hasn't found the one yet. Yeah, basically. <laughs> we have many more to cover, and they're so varied now. 
there's one where it's um what's the name you're you're trying to you're a waitress or a waiter i guess in a in a small town restaurant and you and you're trying to go out and solve a mystery of some kind because somebody one of your usual customers hasn't shown up for their everyday pie <laughs> it's, it's really odd i mean just, that's weird just anybody and there's another one called apothecary i can't even say the word apothecary apothecary but it's spelled with a p a w paw because you're an animal with a paw so this one you play a small animal that goes around finding ingredients to make the potions whatever very very huge variety of themes for all these solo rpgs and some can be super light and some can be heavy and all sorts of ranges in between we'll find one for you julius don't worry (laughs) sure yep it's not like it's a mechanics issue for me it's (laughs) <laughs> yeah no well i mean it's the mechanic of writing all this stuff down how about one where you instead record stuff into your voice recorder who knows maybe one there's day. a few like that you might enjoy that better <laughs> all right any any other questions or comments about notorious it's not star wars it's not star wars it is not star wars no i mean it's really but not it, star wars there's no there's no jedi there's no magic it, there is, there is, there are. You're not a Jedi, but there is magic Jedi people in here potentially. The, the, if you write them into call it, yes. a cult. The mystic there's no order? magic occurring. The mere <laughs> fact that they call themselves mystic, they have no mystic powers. We well, I don't know. It depends what you write down. Once a powerful yeah, force in the galaxy with warriors of light and dark wielding improbable powers and ancient weapons, those that still remain aim to exert subtle influence over the war. Sounds like a Jedi. Smells like a Jedi. <laughs> I'm not convinced. All right. Should we blast off then, Julius? Sounds good. Let's go be infamous. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Have a good night, all. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractalude on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduche Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.